Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we have a great story of utterly embarrassing a manager with malicious compliance. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, deal with it or leave? Bet. First, I started writing this story a while ago, and I'll try to make the time frames make sense, but I apologize if it is confusing. The background. In August of 2013, I left my job as a dispatcher to pursue a new position as a buyer for a major food packaging company in their production department. Dispatching was second to my job of purchasing. However, the dispatching aspect left me working 10 to 12 hour days and being on call 100% of the time. The new company promised it'd be an easy 40-hour work week with occasional overtime here and there. Unfortunately for me, I did not get this in writing and took the position as a salaried employee. I tried negotiating a six-month review with the potential for a raise, but was declined. Oh well. The hours would be less and I was cutting my commute in half. The first month, everything went well. I worked with some really cool people and I was proving I could handle the workload with ease. The turn toward Nopesville. Well, right around the one-year mark, the woman who did purchasing for their maintenance department put in her two weeks' notice. This was no surprise because everybody knew she was going to school to become an RN. What was a surprise is that I was now expected to learn and perform her job as well. I already had a pretty good grasp on the first position and figured taking on the second position would be a good challenge and further prove myself as a valuable employee with maybe an extra hour's work per day. I asked again for a review, which they agreed to. Despite this company's massive financial success, they never bothered to upgrade their purchasing system for maintenance purposes. There was no inventory system, nor any way to generate a proper purchase order in the system, so I had to manually type out everything onto an Excel spreadsheet and then generate a generic PO in the system. Then, I had to track all purchases on a separate document. It was a very cumbersome system that led to me working 12-hour days again. There was no way to track a specific item to any vendor without searching through hundreds of files slash POs and hoping someone wrote a decent description. At this point, I was relying solely on the memory of the mechanics, most of which had been only here for less than six months, needing to do constant stock checks and asking the mechanics to teach me about some of the processing equipment so I could have some idea of what I was buying, I wasn't always at my desk. Despite having a radio on my side at all times, the plant manager complained that I was never in my office and I needed to notify him via email or radio every time I walked away with a reason. This included going to the bathroom. This is an elementary school, and my being at my desk does not put someone's life at risk. I begrudgingly comply, but this is the first major strike in my mind. The rest I choked up to a loss due to my incompetence, not getting things in writing. Still, I wanted to turn this around and see if I could make this work. I learned the system we used was actually quite versatile, and with a few hours of initial setup, I could build an inventory for the maintenance side of the system and generate clear and trackable POs. Since I was salary, I could come in on a weekend and knock it out. Halfway through my proposal to the plant manager, he cut me off and told me he didn't want to do it. 
I try to explain how this would help the company monetarily and time-wise. Not to mention the sad sack that got the position after me having to deal with the same BS, but he flat out said no. Strike two. We're now at the end of November and into the early part of December 2014. The company is rebranding their pasta sauce line and introducing some new recipes. I had to source several new ingredients and order huge quantities for their first run, which would begin in January of 2015. It was tough, but I was making progress while also barely keeping my head above water in the maintenance department. Then I'm given the news that the woman in charge of purchasing all packing materials is taking a two-week vacation for Christmas. My requested time off for my birthday, the week before Christmas, is being denied because I need to cover her position as well. Why? The purchasing manager has not been trained on how to make a purchase order. So now, purchasing anything for the entire plant rested on my shoulders. This is now strike three, and I began posting my resume and applying for jobs again. I was going to continue working until I found something, anything, else to get me away from this place. By this point, I'd already discussed quitting with my girlfriend, and my savings would keep me from putting her in any economic harm for at least six months with current spending. When I got to work the day before my birthday, I opened my email to find 16 emails from the overnight crew throwing me under the bus for not ordering a certain part. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before I could get through all of them, the plant manager was in my office explaining that I was underperforming and this could not happen again at a risk of being fired. I showed him the emails that proved the mechanics lied about when they tried to order the part, me following up with a vendor to get a status, and the fact that the mechanic only gave me half of the information the vendor needed. I again explained my plan that would drastically reduce these issues if I had any sort of way to view past purchases, and I would have known exactly what was needed. His response was, just deal with it or leave. Strike four, numbnuts. The malicious compliance. I neatly stacked everything I was working on depending on their status, forwarded a few emails to back up my side to my personal email, and sent an email to the purchasing manager, plant manager, HR, and production manager explaining that I was leaving the company effective immediately and where everything was that I was working on. I included my address to send my final two checks to. It was always wrong on my paychecks which I had several emails asking them to correct, but they handed them out on payday so it wasn't a huge issue. I collected my things and walked out the door, past all of their offices which were all empty. Had they been there, I would have stopped to explain. 
The revenge, a few days later, in what was the normal payday, I received my typical automatic deposit. It was only for the last full period I worked and did not include the few days I worked into the next period or my accrued vacation time. I'd also not received the check stub, which arrived nearly a week later with the incorrect address. It was delivered to the address on the envelope and then finally made its way to me after being returned to the mail carrier. Before I sent another email asking them to correct the address, I decided to look up state laws on payment upon termination of employment. Oh, it was eye candy. In my state, if someone quits, they must receive all owed payment within 72 hours. For every day late after that, they are to pay the person as if they were still employed. If they pay on day 4, they are to add one additional day's pay. Also, any previous agreement of automatic deposit is avoided upon the termination of employment, unless there is a written agreement at that time. There was also a list of state fines associated with each infraction. I composed my email to HR and explained the laws they were violating, as well as requested they update my address, and if they would mail me my final check within two days, I would not pursue any legal action. I hoped that they would reply with reason, this would all be settled by the middle of the week, which was December 31st, and also two days before the next scheduled payday, their response the next day stated that I would receive my automatic deposit on Friday, since I had agreed to that upon my initial employment and also stated in the employee handbook, which I should refer to. Now you've freaked up. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It is never a good idea to mess with a guy used to working with contracts and now, thanks to you, has nothing but free time. This time, I replied with direct links to the state's website and the laws they were violating and stating how simple this would be in court. Ignorance of the law is never an excuse, but I found these laws referenced in the employee handbook, proving they had knowledge, been made aware of it by me, and still actively went against it. All I wanted was what I was due and not asking for anything extra. There was no response until the next day, the deadline I gave them, when FedEx knocked at my door with an envelope containing my check stub. Not an active check. My account had no deposits until that Friday when the normal payday was scheduled. At this point, I'm actually impressed with their carelessness and oversight in messing with someone who literally has all day to himself. Now is time to make a real request for everything I can legally ask for. This email, again, explained all of the laws they have violated and requested the full amount due. I even calculated the amount they owed me for the late payment, 16 days minus the 72 hours rounded down to the nearest 5 because I'm a generous person. I had kept every email professional because I know that if this does go to court, I cannot look like a complete butt. I already had walking out on a job going against me, again, hoping they would side with reason I detailed how much extra can be awarded to me, up to three times the late payment amount, 
plus a total of the state fines. Their reply this time was simply, no. The court documents were downloaded and filled out the following Monday, but I was going to give them one last chance. Another email, again detailing the laws and the corresponding sections of their employee handbook citing these laws and how ignorance of the law is no defense, but explicit knowledge and failure to follow them would not be in their favor. To add a little additional spice, I copied the CEO on this email. I concluded the email requesting resolution by the end of the week or court documents would be filed. An hour later, I received a response from HR that their lawyer would contact me by the end of the week. By that Friday, I had a check for the late payment, plus a second check for the double the amount if I agreed to not take them to court, which I did agree to. Back to what I alluded to in the beginning, since this was now reported income for the 2015 year, I would need a W-2 from the company in order to file my taxes. On the day I received those checks, I set a reminder to pursue whatever course I could if they failed to do so. My dreams were dashed when my girlfriend sent me a picture of the envelope when it arrived. I even made sure to verify every cent, just in case. In the end, I'm happy it didn't resort to that. I now have a great job and career path, and I do not want to waste any more time on an old employer. Although it doesn't help to be ignorant of the law, it certainly can pay to know the law. Obviously, all of this was done solely in the interest of trying to protect the bottom line. In fact, I'm sure a lot of them were aware or just straight up didn't believe that that law would be enforced for some reason. I'm assuming most people just don't care enough to really bother. Our next story is, manager says to be off the clock by 1pm. I work in a barbecue restaurant as the pit master, so I run the smokers and handle all raw meat preparation. I have to get there by 5 or 6am depending on the day in order to have food ready to open the restaurant at 11. Well, the general manager, GM, decided she was spending too much on labor and needed to cut my hours. As such, she told me at around 2pm on a Thursday the following, I need you to clock out by 1pm every day, no matter what. I asked for it in writing and got it. So, the next day I went to the head chef when I got there and said that the GM said that I had to be out by 1pm no matter what and showed him the signed note. I set an alarm on my phone and got to work. I got through all the prep for the next day and was starting on the cleaning when my alarm went off. Now, the pit area looked awful. The walls had some smoke stains that come off pretty easily with degreaser but build up over time. The cooler floor had some blood on it that needed to be cleaned up before it spoiled and started smelling bad. My table had some seasoning left on it from where I seasoned the pork for the overnight load. The walls still had bits of skin, gristle, etc. stuck to them. The trash can was full. I told the head chef it was 1pm and I had to go. He looked in the pit and said, Yep, this is what I expected. But... He let me clock out and go. This goes on for about a week, with the pit looking worse and worse each day. Then the district manager, DM, comes in on my day off. The head chef told me that the district manager immediately started on the general manager for the pit looking awful, and how the pit master needed to stay until the pit was clean, no matter what. So I got it in writing and I'm now currently working to about 2.30pm 
every day doing the full cleaning I was doing before again. I'm assuming this was all done trying to like cut costs, prevent overtime or something. But isn't it reasonable that most people who are like the cleaners or the saving grace or whatever, I forget the term for it, but I had a culinary class back in high school and I had last period for it and we would always be referred to as like the miracle workers or the angels or something because instead of doing any normal culinary stuff, we were the ones lucky enough to just have to clean up and scrape all the charcoal off of everything, pack everything up, literally launder the chef coats and aprons. A bit of a tangent, but it was so unfair because I had culinary class, and you're supposed to learn things like knife work, and you're supposed to run things like hot apps, cold apps, but because we were in that last period, we never got any of the formal training. The next year I was in culinary 2, had it early in the day during breakfast, I didn't know how to run any of the stations, didn't have any knife training, so I was stuck on dishwasher duty for the rest of the year was a grand old time. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.